Welcome to the Fill the Well podcast. I am your host, Apostle Jennifer P. Harris, based out of St. Louis, Missouri. I thank you for spending time with me as we go through God's word, as we are reminded that new wine cannot go in old wineskins, and that we remember that sometimes along this journey, through this thing called faith, we need to stop and be replenished. And God's word, again, is the best fountain to be filled by. So I welcome you with the love of Jesus Christ through the grace of our Father as we begin this week once more and again to fill our wells. This week, and I'm not sure why, during my devotional that I try to make sure that I adhere to every single day for at least 20 minutes. It was 15 It was 15 at first and then 20 minutes. And uh, I try to do that as, um, you know, the day starts and before I go to work. And sometimes it's in the midst of when children are running about. And I'm actually deep in the Old Testament. And this particular, for this particular stretch of devotional time, I'm actually in First Kings. And First Kings is actually one of my favorite uh, books of the Bible in, um, completely. And uh, a quick, a close second is actually Luke. But as I was reading through First Kings this morning, uh, again, through the 20 minutes for uh, the Bible app that I use, about 20 minutes can get me at least to through between but depending on the length of the chapter at least two to three chapters a day and I was struck by Elisha in the cave after the defeat of Jezebel again you can read about this in second Kings uh, 18 and 19 so we know that Elijah defeats all the prophets of Baal we know that God answers by fire we know that in this great victory, Jezebel hears about this victory that the God of Israel is the true God. And Jezebel unwilling to accept defeat because again, that's a whole other that's a whole other conversation about how manipulative and vindictive uh, the spirit of Jezebel is. The thing, again, I've, I've read over First uh, Kings many times. And um, the one thing that struck me this week, and I hadn't noticed it before, which is why the text is so important to know and become familiar with, so that when things jump out at you, they don't take you completely off guard. You've seen them, but they may not become active just yet. The one thing that I saw after the victory of Mount Carmel, again, this isn't, this is referencing first Kings 18 is we know Elijah falls asleep underneath the juniper tree. The angel, the angel of the Lord, <clears throat> excuse me, and a, an angel of the Lord rather goes to wake him up <clears throat> and gives him water and a cake. 
cake or bread, depending on the translation. The Message Bible, I actually like to use for devotional because it's it's common language. I don't have to stop and, and look anything up. Even though I'm more familiar with the King James, for my devotional time, I like to, I like to listen to the Messenger Bible. And he, the text says that Elisha, after he had been strengthened with rest and, and, and the bread... Again, the angel tells him twice to get up and eat. So clearly he he had passed out. He woke up, he ate. And then he fell back asleep. And then the angel of the Lord told him, wake up and eat. And after his 40-day journey, he hid in a cave. And he tells the Lord, he tells God that, he t- and the, the thing that struck me is he said it twice. I am the only, and again, rough paraphrasing here. I am the only prophet that, that's left. And I've, and I've served you my whole life. And now these people want to kill me. Today, I want to talk about being scared and going anyway. The one thing that the word of God continues to remind us of, that the fear of man is a snare. The one thing that we find even in the book of Isaiah, especially around the 50th chapter, matter of fact, it's Isaiah 50 and 4 that says, give me the tongue, give me the tongue of the learned to go, give me the tongue of the learned. And for that, you can go in and out amongst people. That's in the King, that's the rough translation for the, for the King James, paraphrasing rather. The one thing that I find interesting in the life of Elijah is that, again, he, I've, because I am a student of language and literature and I am a writer, I watch for contacts. I watch for clues. I watch for those little things. I watch when people's tone or intonation changes. I watch when people repeat things. Because normally when people, when people repeat things, they either think you didn't hear them or they think that you didn't believe what they said. The one thing that is powerful about what Elijah says here of of the prophets that came before him because if you follow the histories out Samuel was before Elisha as far as major prophets are concerned however Elisha tells the Lord when that I have served you all my life and these people seek to kill me He is telling the Lord that I can't do, even though this is what I'm supposed to do, even though this is what you have called me to do, I know this is my job, but I'm scared. Because remember, Jezebel told him, I will kill you. Remember, Obadiah in the house of Ahab and Jezebel took all the prophets and hid them in a cave because of the evil regime that he was having to operate in. That's a whole other conversation this morning. The one thing I stopped by to remind you all this morning is. Don't be deceived that people who said I've never been scared to do what the Lord asked me to do. Those people you need to look out for because they're lying. Now there is a godly level of confidence that you develop. That will make you less afraid. But sometimes that little fragment of fear keeps you humble and keeps you 
and in God's face, in his presence to say, I can't do this unless you help me. But at the mouth of the cave, after Elijah has been strengthened, re-strengthened, allowed to eat, been guided, and the Lord asks him, why are you in this cave? It's not the, again, it's like, it's like him saying to Adam after he and Eve ate the fruit, Adam, where are you? It's never a point where God doesn't know where you are. Make no mistake. There will never be a time in human history before us, after us, or in the immediate future that God does not know where all of us are. That's why he is omniscient and omnipresent and we are not. The beautiful thing about this is God asked Elijah, catch that, God asked Elijah where he was and why he was still there. And the and Elijah, which speaks to the intimacy that Elijah and God have, he repeated why he was there. These people are trying to get me. I don't know if I can face this. I don't know if I'm able to do what you've asked me to do. I know that you have endowed me. You have, again, this is before, this is before the crucifixion. This is before grace. This is before, this is before the new covenant. Elijah is out here as the kids say by himself. Just out here all by just out here by his lonesome. And he tells the Lord he tells the, as the message Bible says often, the God of the angel armies, he tells God that I just can't do this. They trying to come and take my life. I've done, I've done everything that I possibly can. That you have allowed me to do. And now. But for that, I can't do it. I can't, I can't do it. And just, ima and just imagine how Elijah felt at that, at that moment. And in, and in that God, the one, the, the beautiful thing is, the beautiful thing is this. And I caught this this morning. He expresses a fear and God gives a strategy. Watch what I just said. Elijah expresses a fear and God gives him a strategy. That blessed me all over again. So I'm going to repeat it one more time. Elisha tells God his fear. God gives Elisha a strategy because as soon as, soon as he expresses this to him. God tells him exactly what the next level of the plan is. That lets me know as a believer in Christ, I have the ability to tell God I'm scared. I have the ability, I have the ability to lean on my intimacy with God and tell him that God, I'm scared. I can't do this. I, I can't. I, I don't know if I can. I can't raise these kids. I can't go to this job. I can't I can't just I can't function. My family's falling apart. I ain't got no money. I God, I'm scared. And God gives Elisha the next level of plans, which include the finding of Elisha, which which also goes to the next kings of Israel. He begins to tell Elijah the next level of the assignment 
That right there blessed me. That right there blessed me, which means there's no time according to my assignment that God has put on my life that he will not be aware of the things I will have to face in it, that I had the intimacy to tell him I'm scared. And, and from that intimacy, God can then give me the next level of instruction. Now, we know God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of sound mind. I am not telling you all to go worship fear. I'm not telling you that. I'm telling you that fear and apprehension are normal human emotions. They happen. The thing is what you do with it when it comes. The thing that you have to develop is that relationship with Christ, that relationship with not the universe, that relationship with God that will allow you to say, I'm, this is why I'm scared. This is why I can't do this. And you're going to have to help me. You're going to have to help me. And from that instruction, watch this. From that instruction, Elijah keeps going. Because sometimes when you are that scared, when you are that apprehensive, all you need God to do is to tell you what the next point. He didn't even have to tell you the entire plan. He didn't tell Elijah, he didn't tell Elijah the entire plan. He gave him he gave him enough of the plan to get to the next phase of it. Because in the next phase of the plan involved Elijah, Elisha, who would then take over. This is why you can't give up in the middle of your process. This is why you have to remember that God is for you. This is why you have to read your word. This is why you have to pray. Because when the time comes, when that for that to be tested and tried through the through the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, that I love that line from Hamlet. Through the slings and arrows of, of outrageous fortune, all the crazies that could ever happen to you, you are going to need something on the inside of you that is deep enough for you to hang on to. Something by which you can, when you, uh, I've heard Bishop Jake said it, say it like this. You need a list of God's resume in your life. The things that he's done, the things that he's accomplished, the things that he has sustained you from, delivered you from, loved you out of, pulled you into. You have to understand that there's a reason why you can't give up. You can be scared. You could be apprehensive. You could even get a nap and a snack. Because rest, that's a whole other, that's a whole other conversation. But the one thing I need you all to understand is God is for you. God is for you. Give him the fear so he can give you the plan. Be blessed. Thank you so much for listening to Fill the Well podcast this week. I hope that you were encouraged. I hope that you were strengthened. I hope that you are reminded that God is still able and able to do all things. I look forward to speaking to you all next week. If you would be so inclined to sow a seed into this ministry, you may do so via PayPal. The PayPal is Apostle J. 
harris at gmail.com. Again, that is A-P-O-S-T-L-E, J as in Jack, B as in boy, H as in hot, A-R-R-I-S at gmail.com. Until next week, may your prayers be fruitful. May God ever smile on you and may your well stay full.